Ah, there you go. Hey, how are you, mate? Jeez, that oh was my fun. god, what the heck happened there? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I just, for some reason, it just wouldn't allow the password to go through. So crazy. That's amazing, dude. I don't know what the heck is going on. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Yep. I sure can. Just give me okay, two cool. seconds. Let me just, let me lock, the, let me lock this meeting. Yep. Um, how do I do that? I... So here, meeting settings, lock the meeting. Good. Okay. Done. All right. This way we can't have any child pornographers uh, jumping in yep. on our Zoom meeting. That's it. You got to be careful with that nowadays, don't we? Oh, far out, man. Seriously. There's some weirdos in the oh. world, that's for sure. So is it, do you get the audio off my mic? Does it seem okay? Yeah, man. That seems really nice and clear. So um, is there any feedback for me? Do you want me to put headphones in? Uh, no, I don't. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm trying to, uh, let me, I'm just going to switch this headphone really quickly to see if I can pick it up direct for my, can you still hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay, cool. Hang on. See if I can pick it up direct from here. Okay. There we go. So just testing. Yeah. Let me just uh, put my volume down. Okay. Cool. That's a nice little setup you got there, man. That's good. Uh, I didn't. I didn't use this last time only because I didn't know how to use this this special doohickey thing. Yep. That's there. This uh, works with the iPhones. Ah, and nice. So I normally have a. Hold on. Oh, look at you, <laughs> Jesus! You got all the setup. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. normally. I normally I'm working through that. Yeah, that's brilliant. And that um, is good. And that helps me. And and you know that's the I can have multiple people at one time because I have a a woman coming tomorrow who's an expert in like uh, family relationships and children, and yep. we're going to do an hour session tomorrow or a two hour session talking about the challenges that people have now being locked up with their kids and their family and their partners and stuff and. Yep. You know, managing all that. Let me just fix that. Perfect. I'll just, um, sorry, just let me just try and get my head in the same sort of position as you. So, yeah, so the, um, so do you want me to lower, do you want me to lower down so our heads are tight, uh, even or do you want to just, is that okay? Uh, what view are you looking at? Um, I just went to side-by-side side view just so that i can see how do you see do the, that um top right of zoom it's uh just go to gallery view uh top right zoom gallery view nah so are you filming that on on your phone are you yeah i got it on the phone and then zoom records it automatically yeah perfect so what do you do as far as like, are you going to actually add video to your podcast or are you um, just audio only? Well, the podcast is audio only, but uh, the idea is to just get some videos, start to create them so that I could either take clips out and use yep. them in on my Facebook page or, uh, or add it onto a YouTube channel. Yeah, that's the way, mate. Good job. Um, give me two secs. I might actually just put headphones in just so I don't create any feedback if you're going to use it for audio so that we got the nice crisp sound. Okay, cool. Better. Perfect. Test. Yep. I'm on. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Nice. All right, man. Okay. So what's the uh, setup with this one? Oh, well, we'll just, we'll just get going, man. I, is there, is there anything that you, um, 
that you want to steer towards or talk about? Um, like, so we're talking, this is all about awakening, right? Well, amplified living, it's sort of like, you know, I, I really want to come from the point of view is, is, is not necessarily about what you're doing now that you are successful, although that's important, but also how did you get to where you are essentially when you weren't successful, when you were struggling? And, and I want to talk about, I want to talk about those things. I want to talk about life things. Hey man, and honestly, we could just have conversations a little bit more loose fitting, you know, where we're not going yep. down a, a specific road at any time. So there's nothing that's off topic essentially for me. So um, are you okay um, if I bring up ayahuasca? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. We're totally talking way. about it. Hmm? Okay. Um, I do want to get, hold on one second. I know you sent me Sent me a. Um, oh, it's just it's just a blurb about me, so you can use either all of it or some of it or none of it. Yeah. It's up to you. Okay, I just have it here, just so that I know when I make the introduction. Cool. Uh, history So okay, so I'll go through. Um, I'll go through how my trip to India and stuff like that, and where I basically took a big shift in you know, my mindset of exactly what was going on. I actually turned a, I turned a, a, a corner, you know, and uh, we'll speak about that. This is Wolves Pack. I haven't seen your Wolves Pack thing. You're running the Wolves you? Pack? Yeah, uh, man. We had, we had 3,500 people join in 10 hours. So, uh, yeah. Machine, so, yeah, it was pretty Okay, crazy. okay, okay. Let's get started. Come on, let's get started. Ready? Three, two, one. Hey, folks, welcome to Amplified Living. I'm Dr. John, and this is my awesome guest, Shane Anderson. Now, Shane is uh, a really good buddy of mine, and I just want to say that it is an absolute pleasure to be a friend of yours and just to have you in my life. Uh, and for you folks out there who don't know Shane, I hope that you're going to take the time to stay in the podcast and listen more because he's just truly uh, a very experienced, uh, experienced businessman. He, uh, he spent a lot of time building an online business, but he's come through, I mean, as a panel beater uh, in the automotive industry, right? Just knuckling and grinding, doing the hard work with his hands, his fingers and tools. Um, but then he's moved into the field of personal coaching and, he's, and, and he uses techniques that are literally at the edge, the cutting edge of getting the best results out of people. What else do you do? You like, you do negotiating, like you're a serious negotiator. You help people build a, a plan around their business. Um, and, uh, and I asked you before, which you're going to tell me uh, about, he is the cre creator, originator of the Wolves Pack. The dude. <laughs> Welcome Shane Anderson and tell me about the Wolves Pack. Dr. John, brother, how are you, my friend? Uh, mate, it's good to be here and good to be on, mate. Uh, exciting times. So let's jump into it, mate. The um, Wolves Pack. Yeah. So like, pack. How, so the way that, howl? I want to know if you howl. Yeah, of course. It's a full moon challenge. So what we do is we start on the full moon of every month and, and it goes for four weeks and we go right through to the next full moon. And the idea behind it is the analogy of the wolf. So what that stands for in is wellness in the body, oneness, and that's a connection to everything else, lifestyle, and then also finances, because a lot of people, you know, we all believe that money isn't the only thing that's out there, but it is, as, as Zig Ziglar said, it's as important as oxygen, right? So we need to make sure that we have those four pillars correct. And I went through a phase in my life, John, where, where we basically, we were really concentrating a lot about money. And all of a sudden, I felt like the other three uh, pillars of my life really started to falter. And, and you would have seen me during that period, mate, you know, I went up to 158 kilos at one stage and I was 2.2 was... pounds per kilo for my American yeah. friends out there. Yeah. So that was heavy. It's um, yeah. The conversion means fat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what happened was, um, you know, I, I was working and I had this striving mentality and a lot of people out there could probably relate. I was really all about, I was focused about business. I was focused about money. I was focused and I was, I didn't realize what was actually happening in behind the scenes, but my body just started to convert everything in my life to ash in my body. And it started to really get toxic. And I had a wake up call, um, and not, not a health wake up call, but just a genuine 
awakening in a sense. And what happened from that moment was I, I shifted everything. So when I came, I actually went through a pretty bad divorce at the time. There is no such thing as a good divorce. Let's just call it a divorce. But what happened out of that was I wanted to give back. So we started a, a program called the Wolves Pack. And that was a, a four week challenge on how to help people go and help their wellness, help their oneness, help their lifestyle and their finances at the same time. We opened the doors expecting one or two people to jump in. I was, I was, I was you know, optimistic around it. I was, I was sort of hoping to get around a hundred people and we had 3,500 people join in the first 10 hours. And uh, mate, to, to say that the program was a success, it was, it was incredible. We went into 18 different countries. We had people taking photos of them doing these challenges and we had them doing everything from basically submerging themselves in water to, to creating their IM statement to basically burying their list of sedations. We had them you know, digging holes in the backyard and burning boxes with remotes and cigarettes and alcohol. And, and it was just incredible, mate. It exploded and it really became a bit of a part of me. And that's a tribe that I'm, I'm really happy to still be in connected with. And uh, you know, actually, to tell you the truth, that program has now just been picked up by a, uh, an online streaming service. So uh, we're going to be seeing that very shortly uh, in a different format. So yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's a, it's a big step from panel beating, as you said. Yeah, far out, man. You know, you <laughs> and I met um, in the Tony Robbins uh, group. That's where yes. you and I kind of, we, we connected. Now, we happen to live uh, very close to each other. Uh, we sure do, yeah. Here on the Gold Coast in Australia. But, you know, we didn't know each other then. But through the Tony Robbins group, uh, you and I uh, also have a lot of extremely and extraordinarily uh, amazing friends that we met through that program, which, by the way, I'll just mm. share. When I moved to Australia, uh, and you and I know this, and, and I hope other people realize that too, but the people that you put yourself around really add value to your makeup, your constitution. And when I moved uh, from... America to Australia, I got here and I was like, I do not know anyone. And mm -hmm. I thought I could be scared or I could be excited, which is it? And I got excited about it because I had the, this opportunity then to re literally rebuild my network that I was immediately around. So I set up a bunch of rules and break, you know, I had this vision of what the people that I wanted to be, who they were going to be, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. And then I got into Tony Robbins uh, when I was doing his programs, but then I went and joined into the Platinum Partnership. And the reason why that I did that was not necessarily for the content, not necessarily for the experience, but I knew I needed to put myself around people that were willing to do the hard work and that, were just st that would just step up when it was time to step up. And also... I wanted to put myself around people that make me feel uncomfortable. And brother, there are so many things that you do. 3,500 people. I do an event and I, you know, if I got 3,500 people, I would be blown away. And I tell mm. you, that makes me feel uncomfortably excited um, to be around you, man, honestly. Yeah. Well, man, as you said, it is, it is proximity really is power. There's a line that keeps getting pushed out at some of these events that we go to. And I, I, I was exactly in the same boat as you. When we, I joined the Platinum Partnership, it wasn't so much for access to Tony, it was access to the group because I'm not a, I'm not school learned. So in other words, I, I did, I dropped out in grade 10. So I'm not somebody that has a bunch of, you know, PhDs behind me. But what I do have is a skill set that allows me to see somebody do something and replicate it very, very quickly. Um, and I've always been that way, but I need to, I need to visually see it. And I needed to be around the right people. I needed to be, you know, having the deeper conversations with people. And I thought, what a cool way to do that than to absolutely put myself in that environment. And and to say it was lifestyle changing was an understatement. I mean, I went from, you know, hanging out with my mates at a football club, speaking about drinking on the weekend to all of a sudden sitting there having breakfast with people where they're talking about buying entire NFL leagues. Um, you know, it, it, the, the conversations exploded. And what I learned was, and what I was seeing other people doing was putting layers on everything that, 
you know, you can come up with a great idea, but what's the layer that sits on top of that? What's the layer that sits on top of that? And, and I've been able to replicate that very quickly. And, um, you know, all facets of my life, it's not just in my, as I say, not just in business, but in health and also in my lifestyle as well. My lifestyle is second to none. Now I'm, I no longer work in the car repair business. Um, you know, I work from home. Uh, we all do at the moment. I suppose that's nothing to brag about, yeah, is it? I but, think we're all working from home. But, um, you know, I, I've been able to change my lifestyle around and really suit me to wake up when I feel like it to, to go where I want to go with who I want to go with. And I think that that's the biggest shift is this, when you said, you know, you get to start again, you get to create your friends, but you also get to create a new identity on how that sits in there and maybe get rid of all of the limiting beliefs that got you to that point and really just start again and stay fresh and made it look, it was an amazing ride. It's still going, of course, but you know, I went from panel beater and in less than 18 months at one stage, I spoke on stage in Dallas at the Dallas football stadium, right? The largest football stadium in the United States, one of the biggest, well, the biggest HD screen in the world, something like 50 meters long. I don't even know what that is in yards. And I spoke there in front of 23,000 people. I spoke for over an hour and a half at an event. And to, to see that, to, to tell me that 18 months before, I wouldn't have believed that that was even a thing. But um, now, you know, it's a memory. So um, amazing. And, and I look forward to see what's next, mate. <laughs> how does the uh how does it work for you moving from that psychology of you know you're in the grind and you are you're hanging out with your buddies and you're looking forward every every wednesday is just a few more days closer to a friday which yep. is just another day closer to saturday and dreading the monday so you're in that grind and you're doing the the, I'm here at the bar and I'm, we're sharing some beers. And then that was your sort of lifestyle and hanging around that. I want to say, I don't want to get too flu flu here. We talk about you're hanging around the energy, but literally the energy, it is the energy. It's like uh, how much energy is behind that energy, the strength of the energy and the people in the group. But how do you go from moving from that point and then move to that next stage, that next step, what was the shift? Mm. Because so, uh, my imagination, my illusion is, is that there must be some desire or something that happened that was like, okay, I'm going to change this. Yeah, there was, there was, there was a moment in particular that really stands out. And it was on one of the Tony trips. Um, we went away, we went to India so we go to India and we're over there to do a oneness event. Now, to give you a bit of background about oneness, obviously you already know, John, but to give the listeners a bit of background. I was there it, with you, brother. Yeah. So, so you know, it, it, this was an event that all about not only learning about religion, but also understanding oneness and the spirituality side of that. And to be fair, I'm going to be hand on heart. I did not join Tony Robbins to learn about spirituality. I went there to learn about business. I went there to learn about how to make money. And for the first couple of days of the event, I found it quite interesting, but I also found it quite confronting because from my background, I've never been exposed to religion. It's not that I disbelieved in religion. It was just, I don't know anything about it. I've never had anyone in my family ever do that. And it's just, I've never had, it might sound strange to some people, but I've just, I was had no concept of it in the sense of I know it's there and I don't, but I don't know why people believe in something like that. Um, so I was there for the first couple of days and doing some meditations and, and I was like, okay, well, this is, this is pretty cool, I guess, but I'm not, it's not really me. And in fact, in some of the meditations, I literally got up and walked outside and went and had a beer at the, at the bar. I didn't even stay to the end of the meditation. And, but on about the fifth day, something happened. We were doing an exercise where I was, I was imagining my past. I was imagining a lot of things that had gone wrong. And without getting into too much detail, my, my father left the family when I was about one and a half. And I was, bl I was blaming him for a lot of things. And all of a sudden, I had this vision, not in a vision in the sense of some spiritual uh, uh, thing, but it was just a remembrance of who was there for me. It was my grandfather. And he'd been always there for me. And 
I all of a sudden had a, a like I felt the baggage drop. And what happened in that event was I was exposed for the first time in my life to what abundance means, meaning that we are connected to everything and, and that it was only my self limitations that was holding me back. And it, it actually ironically was the very last Tony Robbins platinum event that I'd, I was going on. So I remember being in the plane flying back to Australia and I, my head was resting against the wall and I could see the sun coming up over the clouds. And, and it was just this surreal moment of, I thought, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. And there was a, instead of this feeling of wanting or challenging it to work and trying to feel like I was in control, I felt it was already in front of me that all I needed to do was just step the path. And lo and behold, every step that I took for about the next 18 months seemed to be in the right direction. And my life exploded in so many ways. I, you know, end up buying a five million dollar house over it, over on the on the beach, and you know all of the money flowed in because I was no longer chasing it. My life exploded in so many ways, and seeing myself on stage. But the funny thing happened, John. Um, about two years after this, I started to stop doing the things that got me to that point, and all of a sudden found myself losing that feeling, and things started to go bad. And all of a sudden, my marriage broke down. I started to gain weight. I started to really lose a lot of the things. And of course, being an achiever, like most business people are, I started to search for the answer. I started to try and control the outcome again. I started to try and find, where is it? You know, why, why have I lost it? Where is it? And we... I basically started to lose everything. Everything around me that was material started to disappear. Um, as I say, my health really deteriorated and it was a, it was a real awakening for me, mate, because all of a sudden I realized that I hadn't, I hadn't got to where I needed to be. What I had been shown was a door. And while I glimpsed in the door and got some rewards, I didn't step fully through that door. I didn't start to live my life in that way. What I did was I took the results and then bashed my own chest like King Kong and said, look how successful I am. And as quick as it came, mate, it went. And um, it took me a long time to be able to figure out the patterns that I needed to not only uh, break in myself, but who I needed to be to go forward and step into the new me and truly step into that awakening process and go from, as a man's point of view, go from a prince into a king. And, and mate, that was a, that was a process. You know, when you spoke about going through the door, um, I think of, I think of uh, how, I don't know how you are. I think you're very similar in a way, but pretty where I can be pretty tough on myself. Mm. I can be pretty tough on the results that I get, the lack of results that I get. Um, I am generally my worst critic when it comes to that. And when you said that about the door, I thought to myself, Shane, man, you walk through the door and you got through it and you did it. There's man. just more doors, man, right? Like, like wow. and you think like, you think like, ah, oh, that's the door. And when I walk through, I'm going to accomplish it all. And you get into this, this zone and then you've got more doors, more rooms, more places to expand into. And each one requires, I feel, experience. It requires you to have the stuff ups as much as the wins. Mm. And it requires you to step up in your own way to be able to walk through the next one. And so it's not like, yeah, you lost it, but maybe you gained it, you know, and that's how, that's what gets you to, to where you are today. Yeah. Look, I, mate, the way I probably would describe it also is that what happened for me was you still there? Yep. The way I would probably describe it is what happened to me was not so much that I had, and that, that was the feeling that I had, that I had lost it, okay? What I didn't know, which was actually happening in behind the scenes, was because of my material success, what was actually stepping in the way and what was building in behind the scenes that I couldn't identify was an ego. 
Mm. And all of a sudden my ego started and it wasn't like one day you wake up and go, you know what, today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have ego, right? It was like that analogy where you, you cook a frog and in, in, you started in cold water and they don't realize that it's happening around them. Well, that was what was happening around me. I was starting to play a different game. I was starting to do things differently than I, my attitude started to be one of rather than being humble, I was starting to be nearly arrogant. And I was, I was do, I was taking more risk. I was, I was doing certain things. I expected things to happen. I expected people to work for me rather than working with them to get to where I needed to be. And all of a sudden, the ego started to float up. And what actually happened was when I shifted back, it was the, it was the burning of that ego. Now I know that a lot of people see movies on TV, and and mate, you will be able to attest to this. But you see it when somebody goes through this spiritual awakening. They play church bells in the background, and there's beautiful flowers everywhere. Well, in reality, it was like being burned alive. It was right. like, mate, it was like somebody had set me on fire. I I literally felt my identity being burnt away from me, and but out of that out of that was so liberating. It was, it was such a liberating feeling to think that I wasn't, I was not the material. Now it still, it still lingered for about another year and a half after that. I could still feel it. I was meditating daily. I was getting into all these practices, but one practice in particular, in fact, one weekend in particular, shifted me again into a dime. And when you talk about doors and many doors, man, this showed me that there was infinite amount of doors. And um, yeah, wow. I, I, do you mind me speaking a little bit? No, about no, that? share, share. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm loving it. Go. Okay. So, so we go away to have a, a weekend with the plant medicine called ayahuasca. And uh, so basically this is a plant medicine built in Peru and uh, I, I won't tell anybody where I had it or what part of the world I had it or where I had it with who, uh, because it's, it's frowned upon with Western uh, cultures, but basically it's been used for thousands of years to, for those to, that want to seek higher truths and reach a higher level of consciousness. And I, I dabbled with silly stuff when I was a kid. So when I went there, I was a bit open-minded. I was like, oh yeah, I didn't really put too much thought into it. I was thinking, oh yeah, it's going to be a bit of a fun weekend. Um, when we, you drink a tea and basically I was waiting for the tea to come on and it was in a pitch black room and you're there with a shaman. The shaman goes through a spiritual ceremony and then music started. Well, once the music started, John, I left the planet. Mate, mate wow. I mean, I mean, I left the plan. I left the of the universe as I knew it, and all of a sudden, my entire visions. You know, you get visions and all this sort of stuff. And there's plenty of Netflix shows that you can watch about this stuff to understand what the effects were. But effectively, what happened for me was this: I essentially looked at the universe almost like looking at the data of the cloud of information, information of everything that everything was connected, that I was just, I wasn't even a human being. I was just a spiritual being running around in a meat spacesuit, right? And, oh. um, and for me, it was like this real awakening of who I was and where I needed to be. And I came out of that weekend just in love. And I mean, purely in love with not just the human race, but everything on it. And I was just fascinated by the world again. I was fascinated by the universe. I could see everything, how, you know, when somebody was speaking to me, it was almost like looking at them through the, the eyes of the movie, the matrix, where I could just see the lines running down. I could see their internal soul. And yet I could see this, this meat spacesuit talking to me about all of these fears. And I was like, don't worry about it. I just wanted to cuddle them and say, it's okay. It's all right. We're all, we've got this. I think and, a lot of people need to, to be cuddled and be like, dude, it's okay. Like, and, but that uh, ayahuasca experience that you had, mm. um, I mean, there's a lot of talk about that now uh, in, in this day and age where we're revisiting those chemical compounds to, um, altered our the way we experience life not to run from life but to experience life in in a different way so we can expand life which is far different than using let's say drugs to satiate or um um you know to to uh quiet 
what's actually happening so you can't deal with it but these yeah. expand everything that's happening for you they expand what you are seeing in front of you and, and, and for those that aren't uh, listening and don't know what ayahuasca is it's a drink that you're drinking and essentially and you can correct me i believe it's the outcome is you're ingesting uh dmt and, uh, and the experience is that you're having a tea and normally when you ingest dmt it has no effect like as a matter of fact you can take DMT in and your body will convert it to a non-psychoactive compound in your body. However, these fascinating freaking jungle people have figured out yeah. that if they take other plants and they combine it with DMT, they can turn that off in your body so that mm. when you drink this, then your body doesn't, isn't able to convert it anymore. And all of a sudden it becomes this other experience, oh, Unwor wow. a worldly experience. How's, how long does that go for? Uh, about six hours. So yeah, <laughs> like it goes for about six hours. And trust me when I say that, okay, so let, let me paint a picture here. I, as I said, I, I'd played around as a young fella and done some things I'm not proud of. So I was like, and they were pouring the tea. I was like, you know, I hope I get a big cup. And, you know, if I run out, can I come and get another cup? I was almost like preempting that I was going to go get a second cup or a third cup to make sure that I was really in the zone. And about 45 minutes into the first session, I was physically yelling out enough, enough. And at that point, there's no coming back. There's like, you're, right. you're not, you're going through. So imagine that uh, most people when they experience DMT is either in the first moments of their creation when they actually are born or the last moments of their life when they pass away. So when you hear people seeing the light and having these things, when they're very close to death, uh, a lot of people that you speak to that I have had near death experiences uh, come back with visions of exactly what they saw. And of course, this, as you said, this isn't a, this isn't something that's done recreational. It's not uh, in any way, shape or form done for fun. What this is, is basically, it is a medicine to me because what it does is it shows you all of the unlocked boxes that you have inside you. And, and, and you have to confront them. So it's basically a drink of awareness, but you have to start with yourself in, in first. And I can tell you honestly that we did this over two nights. So the first night, I, I seen this magical experience at the start, but at the end, I was uncovering all of the shit in my life that I had, had locked away. There was doors in my life that I didn't even remember even putting there. And I was... Mm. I had to confront it all, John. So, mate, for me to go into the second night, I, I had to be nearly, I had to have I, I mean, like, who does that? What, did, what were you thinking? Uh, who created this whole thing that you're going to go for six hours and have a hardcore a journey and experience? And they go, you know what? It wasn't enough. Let's do it again. Uh, well, mate, I was, ter I was terrified. The Keep second talking, night, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I was terrified the second night. I really was. I didn't know whether I was going to do it. I didn't know whether I should do it. And I certainly didn't think that I was capable of getting through it. So the second night when we did it, I fought like cats and dogs. I literally tried to, I tried to resist it. I tried, I didn't want to get into a meditation because I knew once I got into a meditation that my, my, my defenses would drop and it would take hold of me. Um, you know, I, I resisted for about two and a half, three hours. And what happened at the end of it was uh, I ended up leaving the room, leaving the room that we were in and walked out and basically tried to, and nearly tried to escape. I was trying to get out. And what happened was that once I finally ran out of puff, I ran out of steam and I, I, I no longer could fight anymore, I relaxed. And it took me again. It took me on that journey again, except this time it worked in reverse, meaning it started off so painful. But when I finally surrendered, when I finally surrendered and understood what was going on, I was back in that blissful state. And, and for me, it was just such a liberating experience. You make, John, I'll tell you something, right? I never ever went, I, I, there was very rarely one or two days a week that I wouldn't have at least a beer or a glass of wine and, um, and since that experience, I have never drank again. I, I haven't had a sip. Um, not that I'm anti-alcohol. It's just, I, don't, I just think that it would kill my buzz, man. And I feel like I'm on a different, 
frequency and I don't want something to steal that frequency from me because I feel that, that every single human being, it's our God-given right. And especially with some of the things and challenges that we face in the world today, I think that the world as a whole forget where we came from. We used to be connected to the planet. We used to be connected to the universe and somewhere along the lines, we, for the last couple of hundred years, we concreted over everything and called it civilization, handed out pieces of paper with dead people's faces on it and forgot where we came from. You know, we're a, almost a species with amnesia. And what I think that this medicine does is make you remember where the hell we came from. And that was an eye-opening experience right there. Um, you know, there's a lot of research now uh, in terms of um, using, using uh, psychedelic active compounds to mm. give people alternate sort of experiences, life experiences. And, uh, and there's, a, there's a number of them. And there's a lot of uh, historical research that'll say but the reason why we as humans have actually evolved to the place that we have evolved is solely, nearly solely due to the ingestion of psychoactive compounds. And, and it was by um, probably just, you know, just like anything else happens, you know, you're a caveman or a cavewoman mm -hmm. and you're hanging out watching uh, animals eat mushrooms and eat these plants and and you're like okay well if that animal can eat it i'll eat it and then they do eat it and then wabamo you're on this yeah. wild can you imagine the first caveman who ate a mushroom and then <sighs> looked up at the sky and goes oh my god you know like uh, but the um the capacity for that to rewire our neurons the neuroplasticity of the mind and then of course going back in history and then combining that with uh the uh, cooking of meats, right? Like where people yes. started to actually, like use fire to cook the food that they were ingesting. But you got to think to yourself, you know, how did that, where did they get the, the intelligence or the insight? And, and there's a lot of that research that says, you know, that the reason why all that happened is because of the ingestion of psychoactive plants and, um, and have literally changed the face of who we are as humans. And then we go through a part in our society where we make all that shit illegal. Well, yeah, mate, you, you said it right then. I mean, look, uh, you know, when you look through history and you see that the, the tribal shamans and the medicine people, these are the things that they were doing. They were the ones that had been uh, going into those depths of reality. You can go back as, you know, way past the Egyptians. The Egyptians did it as well. That, that you know, these these were ways to awaken up to the universe and to the to the internal knowledge. And then all of a sudden we get to the 60s and 70s and you know you get a corporation called you know the United States that are going to war against in Vietnam at the point of time and all of the hippies started to use LSD and they went, well, hang on a second. They don't want to fight. They don't want to do anything. They don't, they want to love each other. Hang on. We can't have that. And, and that's it. There's a line drawn in the sand. These are around now tier one illegal drugs. And, you know, and, and as you say, the, the funny thing is, is that there's so many studies here right at the moment. Tony Robbins actually does a podcast on this as well about one of the psychedelics that he had. They had to strap him to the ground because he's such a big guy. Um, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that they're giving it now to soldiers that are coming back with PTSD and these things are curing these people in one shot. This isn't something that you need to give somebody over and over again. Um, great studies going around in, um, in America at the moment about how it's, it's, it's changing people that are on their last, you know, stage five terminal cancer that they're they're basically facing death and this is allowing somebody to actually look at death a different way and actually see not just a finality but a hope and and back to a connection and you know there's amazing things that we can do with this there's so many different uh diseases that we try to just smash with pharmaceutical drugs which are somehow better than uh, a one-time solution that's plant-based and i uh, just like it's not something people are doing for recreation it's a one-time shot you know and it's it's just amazing to me uh you know they say if you really want to know you um follow the money you know yeah. follow follow where the money is
Yeah, that's right, mate. That's exactly right. And look at us. We're in a we're in a situation. Money goes. The money's not going to be in in a in a one time. In a is this working now? Yeah, it's got a. Yeah, okay. Works when you point it right at you. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, it's it's a uh, it's like a um, a one time opportunity, right? To change the way that your mind works It's not a very lucrative business to be in. No, right. And that's what we always say: the money's not in the in the cure. It's in the it's in the um, it's in the treatment. Disorder. Right? It's yeah, yeah. And the money's in the know, disorder. If if you have people walking around who are curing themselves now, mind you, folks listening. We're not like you're a psychic, no. we're, we're not your therapist, we're not your <laughs> no. doctors. We're not saying here, this is going to cure your life. As a matter of fact, what happens is, is that I think people use it, um, they use these compounds and they apply them in a way like, uh, like recreationally. But there's a, there's, you went through a very specific process, the scene, the setting of your process, the guide, and there's a lot of and, and, and there's a, a legal, legality issue here is that, yeah, it's yes. highly illegal. And the other issue is, is that because um, people are seeking to do it and it's kind of a very cool thing to do, um, people are, um, are not doing the right thing. People who are not experienced yeah. in it are saying that they're experienced in it and then taking people on these wild rides just to take their money from them, just like anything else. Yep. So yeah, there's a. I think and, there's a lot to be said about that industry. A hundred percent. And the the reason I, I really want to reinforce that point, we we prepared our bodies for two, uh, around about four weeks, but two weeks out from starting that event, uh, we really got serious about preparing our body. There's certain foods, there's certain things that you can't take, there's certain spices that you can't take, and there's a real preparation about how the body starts and the the actual person that walks you through, this is not, let me, let me just please just say this again. This is not something you want to do without the right supervision. The, the person that actually is guiding you through this, the shaman, it, this, is, it, this is not about them, but they, if they, they genuinely need to know what they're doing in this regard because there's an experience that you'll completely miss out on or you'll just make it dangerous for no reason at all. And, uh, you know, you know, for me, uh, I did a lot of research about who I was going to do it with, because you just think of this, if you were to put your entire life into somebody else's hands, you want to make sure that they know what they're doing. And there was parts of that experiment uh, that weekend, that journey where I didn't have any control over my physical being because I physically wasn't in there any moment right, anymore. Mm. I, I wasn't there. There was a moment where we came back to our physical body and I remember opening my eyes with my fingers trying to see if my actual eyes were working because they weren't, they weren't working. There was nothing coming through my two eyes, but my third eye could see everything. And I was like, I couldn't understand how I was seeing everything, um, yet my, my physical eyes weren't working. So you need to make sure that you're in a very safe environment. You need to make sure that it's highly, highly um, professional and you want to make sure that you're with somebody that has the runs on the board. So, and you want to make sure that you're ready for it because that's something that I definitely wouldn't uh, promote to anybody unless they were actually ready for it. In fact, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. Okay. I'll, I, I'm not recommending this at all. What in fact, what I'm trying to say to people is that that's, I'm just telling you where my journey laid and, uh, and how I found it. Mm. You know, the, um, uh, I think the whole issue with the fact that it's not legal and uh, it causes mm. uh, people to do the wrong thing and that you do have to use caution. And um, I noticed that uh, there's a lot of studying going on with different types uh, to treat different things, to help mm. people in different ways. And it's not just the chemical, but it's the preparation is part of the experience. And not only is the preparation part of the experience, but there is this coaching effect afterwards that is a part of the experience as well. So you've got this. See, what people don't realize is that you've got a network of people that have also done this and you guys are coaching each other through this post experience. Well, what I find fascinating about it is, is that there's no lethal dose. 
like for example, like a mushroom. You could basically eat a truck of them. And other than getting sick to your stomach from eating too yeah. much food, um, you might be on a wild ride, but there's no lethal dose. To, but you can go to the store and you can buy a bunch of, of uh, aspirin and, and kill um, yourself. And paracetamol mm. and kill yourself with a, a, a handful of those in, in, in a moment without a problem. It cause all kinds of long-term damage. And um, yeah, it's, it's, well, isn't it's, that it's a fascinating where we're going, where the studies are going at the moment. So, so isn't it interesting when we look at the current environment that, you know, there's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but there does seem to be this, this uh, almost direction from the powers that be that they don't want us to genuinely wake up and, and, and realize that we are not born on this planet to be ruled by anybody by anybody there's no that we are not brought onto this planet to have uh some guy in a suit all of a sudden tell us he's got a fake title called the prime minister and somehow we're not allowed out of our house on easter you know it's but they don't want us to do that because we're not controllable at that point so it's better That's to it. keep us keep us framed on the one thing keep us in fear and you know for me once that fear started to dissipate in fact it didn't dissipate, John. It, what it did was it made no sense. It was like me worrying about stuff. It was almost like a little baby worrying about a war in Afghanistan. It just didn't even compute to me anymore. And mm. that, was, that was a beautiful thing, brother, because then, you know, all of a sudden you start to look at the world as a, as a playground again and, and uh, that we can, we can live, you know, with exact, we could, we could be so much better. We really could as a human species. We've wasted a lot of time, but that doesn't mean to say that um, it's 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 the end of the game. We've only just started. And I feel like, I don't know about yourself, but I feel like there's a lot more people that are taking that step and raising up into a higher level of consciousness and uh, around the globe. And let's hope that, you know, that starts to get reach a tipping point and we see something different going forward. You know, we talk a lot about um, levels of consciousness and being more conscious. And we, uh, when I was on your podcast, we chatted about that too. And then leaving that, I had the thought of, well, when someone hears that, do they even know what that means? Like being conscious? So like, the, are you saying that my, the current level of consciousness is not good enough? That there's another level of consciousness? That what does that feel like? And how am I striving to get there? And I thought that I would just share a perspective that I have about it, and that is. I think as consciousness increases in a person, it gives you the ability to see things from other perspectives in a much different way. So you're not only seeing it and viewing it through the lens of your perspective as a frightened human or an excited human or an in love human, but you're also seeing it, you might see it in all those perspectives, but you also see it from the other person. You see it from the view of the world. You might even see it from the view of God, uh, mm. but to be able to take and on board all those perspectives and then in your, in your mind, not only are you working that, that out, but you're experiencing it at the same time. It's not just an informative thing. It's a feeling as well. And I thought that might be a good thing to share with people because I, I find that the world of consciousness and quantum this and quantum living and quantum that and uh awakening this and enlightenment that is such mm. a bizarre area and is filled with lots of what people call woo you know where it's just it's a it's 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 magical and i can't explain it but you just have to experience it when in fact we could easily say in a very raw and real way look this is just about seeing things from many different perspectives and being more conscious and being more responsible and then feeling what it feels like in that other perspective. And I, yeah, I, I just wanted to share that because when I think of it, no, I, I think we need to quantify it a little bit. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I mean, look, I, I, you know, obviously we both know about spiral dynamics. I think that that's a, that's a very big part of this as well. And, and understanding that the differences in spiral dynamics and then also when you look at it as well is it's about, as you say, being the observer. Um, and then all of a sudden you start to realize 
um, as, as this starts to happen for anyone, you start to realize you're no longer, it's almost like, I, okay, let me put it as a panel beaters way for, for, for my type of people that the people that aren't educated, it's, it's like having an idiot on your shoulder. That's constantly telling you shit in your ears that you go on. Oh, all of a sudden, you know, this little voice on your shoulder just keeps yapping away, yapping away, yapping away. And then all of a sudden, somewhere along the line, we started to think that that was our voice, that we start to, that that's us, right? And we identify with that to such a degree. And I think that, you know, when somebody starts to go through that consciousness, they actually start to realize that that's a defense mechanism and that they don't need to always listen to that. They can listen to it, you know, thank it, feed it a cookie, tell it to piss off. And then all of a sudden they can step back and make a conscious decision because you as a spiritual being, meaning the, the actual essence of your humanness, isn't that little voice. That's a part of it, but it's not all of it. And that little part of it is the, you know, that idiot on your shoulder is a very good thing to have because you can ask that questions and it will come back with answers but it's a terrible master, absolutely terrible master. So you can't let it control your life. Otherwise you're, you're now out of control. And um, yeah, so I, I, you know, you know, one of the things that I see uh, and if I, I, it's easy for me to look at you and watch the process and see this beginning and end. It's very difficult to look at myself and see that, you know, so mm. you would maybe vice versa to have being able to do that. You can look at my, what I do and, you could see things that I just, I don't see it because I'm in my box, right? But when I look at you, I, I have to think to myself, well, what if I was talking to 100 panel beaters, 1,000 panel beaters, 10,000 panel beaters that are out there? And what, was, what were the steps that I see in your timeline? And so what I would say to you ladies and gentlemen that are out there that are interested in some of the experience that Shane has been talking about, look at what he's done. And what I see that you've done is the first thing you did, what there was some sort of desire that came up. Now for you, it was the desire to, I want to be more successful. I need money. I want abundance. But what he got next was knowledge. So you brought information into your system and you just started filling yourself up with information. This is important to see what happened after that. Not only did he take on knowledge, but he put himself, you put yourself in the presence of other mm. people that were also taking on that knowledge. And it wasn't just one. I mean, you were in around hundreds of people, but you know, created your network, but there are people were there nonetheless. So then you, you take this knowledge and then you put yourself in a community of that knowledge. And then what happened is you started to experience it. So you used it, you put it into action. You started yep. to work with it and then the whole time still taking on more knowledge. And then so your experience is essentially ramped up so that when you are ready for it, hmm. you have this other experience and this other experience is going to lead you to whatever the next one's going to be. And that's what it is. Cause I thought I was thinking earlier when I was sharing about going in Tony Robbins platinum partners. And I, if I was to say in all honesty, I would say, I don't think I was really ready for it at that time as a person, mm -hmm. as an intellect, as a consciousness. But then there's another part of me that looks at that and says, no, of course, that's why you had to fucking do it. You <laughs> had right. to go and do it. They, whether you thought you were ready or not, that was the step that you needed to take to get to where you are in the next step. So I thought, you know, you could always have that experience over again or a different one similar with a new level of consciousness, a new understanding, a new experience. And so it's important to see that because we forget somebody might listen to this and go, yeah, maybe I'm just going to try some of that ayahuasca stuff that myself <laughs> and then my ego will melt and I will make a billion dollars. Yeah. But if you don't have the, the knowledge, you got to yeah. look at where all your footsteps went. Look at the prints that you left in the sand. If we could see your whole path, that's pretty interesting. And that's a hundred percent, John. And that's why I started with that trip to India because it's not about, it, it was a process and it still is a process. Come back and talk to me in 12 months and it might be a completely different part of this story that, and I, I'm sure it will. There's, there's evolution taking every day, but you know, one of the things that it's one of those things, even in business, we always want this microwave of success. We want, and we see somebody and they're an overnight success, right? But 
we don't look at the 20 years that it took them to get to hard that work. Point. Yeah. We it's don't see the work. We don't see the work. And the work is where the magic is. I, I often I listen to podcasts. I know you listen to podcasts. And I, I have mentors and people that inspire um, me and, and, and empower me with information that I find um, worthy, like, like good stuff that I like. And yep. uh, I often hear while they're in their success, while they're in their, they're in their flow, right? Here's the things that I do while I'm in my flow. I'm in my flow. I'm a world-class writer. Here's what I, writer. Here's what I do when I wake up in the morning. Here's what I do when I, I do this. And here's what I do. You know what? I'm not that interested in that. I want to know what got you into your flow. Like what were your stepping stones that where it was really hard, where you were, you know, where you were really frustrated, where you didn't feel worthy of yourself, where you beat yourself up. I want to know, like, I want to know what that was like. Hmm. You know, because that, that's the kind of information I, I feel. And, and I mean, you're given that information and you're, you're, you're saying it like it is. Look, I didn't start looking for this stuff. I was uh, out drinking beers. I wanted to make cash. <laughs> cool. But knowledge and people, the people you put yourself around, turn you around, they change things, perspectives. I think it's wild. I think it's wild, especially now. Like now we're stuck with people. COVID-19 pandemic is in full effect. People are locked in their place. You and I, we live freaking right next door. I said to you, you want to come over? He goes, you, and, he, and Shane goes, we're in lockdown. I said, you're <laughs> such a good citizen, Shane. Okay, we're in lockdown. We'll, I'll, we'll do Zoom instead. What I, what I had to actually I pre-phrase there, uh, it's not me that's so much worried about it, but my girl at the moment, and I have gone outside the house. I don't want to sleep in the garage for the next two weeks, mate. I don't want to have to have 14 days of solitude right. in the garage. So it's much worth <laughs> it, much better to do it via Zoom. So yeah, uh, no, no, I get it. And we're in, the, we're, we're in a pandemic and people need help and people are stuck where they want. So one of the, what would you say to, to people that are interested in, um, they, they know inherently they want to experience more. They want to be successful in different ways in their life. They want to, maybe they want more money. Maybe they want to feel better about themselves on, on a consciousness level. Maybe they want to see new, what would you say to people? Where can they start? Where can they, where can they go? Well, first things first is I think, letting them know that everything that is around them to me, and this is, I can only give you my own personal opinion here, but um, I believe that we all came from something, whether that's God or the universe or the big bang or whatever you, whatever you believe in, right? I'm not here to talk about what they believe in, but, but we all effectively are stardust, meaning everything that's around us is the same stuff is what we're made out of. So all we need to do is set our frequency to the right frequency and that stuff not only could be ours, but should be ours because everything around us is a part of us as well, right? So if you work with that theory in mind, there's nothing that's off limits. It doesn't matter what that is. It could be fame. It could be a boat. It could be a car. It could be whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, what I say is it, it all depends on your frequency. It's almost like tuning in an old radio station. You're on a channel at the moment, which is the station or the image of yourself that you know. And what we're saying is that you need to roll off that station and roll the dial and keep rolling it until we go to the next station. Now, where most people go wrong is they roll off the current station and the first thing they hit is what we call static. Things start to go eight wall. Things start to change. The things aren't going exactly the same way as what we expected. So they roll back to the station they that back. they know is wow. there. What a great example. Yeah, and, and what you need to do is have the faith and the courage in yourself to be able to roll through that static to find that new station, to know that it is out there, that there is a new version of you, but you need to go through whatever you need to go through to get to that point and just keep moving forward because the moment that you turn and roll back to the station, you're going to be in the exact same position and, and just trust in the knowledge that you could always roll back to being exactly where you are now. So why not just keep rolling forward as long as you could possibly do when it gets to that next, next level of you. Mm. And, I, and to add to that, how do we do that? As I would see it, you know, doing what you're doing right now. If you're listening to this, you're rolling the dial, right? Cause you're taking on yeah. more information. It, no matter where you are, even if you don't like the information you take on, as soon as you take that information on and you process it, you're no longer the same person. A version of you has shifted. 
right? Because yeah. you, you have a new perspective. You have new information. Even if you don't agree with it, right, you're still different. So what are you taking in? Now, for people who are locked down, I would recommend turn off the television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't, don't listen to the news 24-7. Don't, uh, don't wrap old. yourself around drama. Yeah, find something that inspires you, something that empowers you. Yeah, enjoy your entertainment, but don't become um, put into a trance by your entertainment. Yeah, mm-hmm. into, a, into this like, don't let it lull you into nothingness. Yeah, bring on information into your life. Listen to podcasts, find people that you like to follow. And then um, like what Shane, you said earlier, you have a capacity to replicate things. It's uh, stand on the shoulder of giants, right? Make things work. Yeah, and one other, one other point that I would say to somebody is, and when we're talking about raising the, the frequency of themselves, we, we do, and this is a part of the Wolves Pack program, actually. Um, what we do is we give everybody a, a way to start their day. So everybody would start their day a little different. So in that, in that 30 days, what we said to people was, when you get out of bed in the morning, that the first thing you do when your feet hit the ground is start the day with gratitude. So one foot hits the ground and says, thank. And the other one says, you, thank you. Just say, thank you. When you get up, do some form of after that, do something that makes you sweat. That could be star jumps. It could be 10, 10, 10, which I actually learned from you, John. Um, Or it could be whatever, go for a walk, whatever you can do under your current climate. But once you finish that, go into a meditation. I do a meditation for about 20 minutes uh, if you're not into meditating, prayer, whatever, whatever it is that suits you, but you need to tap in. Then after that, I smash a green drink in, right? And then after that, I read or do podcasts for about 20 minutes after that. So I either read a book or I listen to something of value. And then straight after that, I send out half a dozen messages. Now, what that is, is this. You start the day with gratitude. Then by moving the body, you start the, obviously your lymphatic system, you start to get the energy moving around your body. Then by the meditation, you're getting the energy out of the universe, out of the God, whatever it may be for you. You're getting the energy out of that and putting it in your body. Then by the green drink, you're now getting the energy out of the earth and putting that in your body. Then by reading or podcast, you're getting energy from other people and you're putting that in your body. Then once you're full, you give back. That's when you send out some messages of love because now you've filled the cup. So now it's time to give back. Brilliant, brilliant, um, brilliant advice. And uh, man, we've been talking for a little bit, so let's wrap it up. I know you've got an important day ahead of you, all, all kinds of things. Not like you're going anywhere, but you're going to do it yes. right then and there where you are. I'm sure you got tons of stuff. I've, my wife is peering in on me before and the kids are starting to run up to where I am. So yeah, I want to make sure that I uh, let people know where they can find you. How does somebody, if they're like, I like that Shane guy, I want to I know more about panel beating or whatever it is that yeah. they want to learn about. Don't How ask do they me, find you? Don't ask me about panel beating, but uh, shaneanderson.biz is where you get me. Uh, there's a free book in that on there about seven steps, how to grow into your potential. You can download that for nothing. Just, um, yeah, jump over to shaneanderson.biz and away we go. Yeah, cool. Awesome. I love that very much, man. I am so uh, honored to have you and appreciative that you took the time out of your day. And uh, big cuddle to you. And, and John, I can't wait for our next uh, chat. Mate, I, honestly, I love being on the show. And honestly, I love where you're going with this. And I hope somebody got some sort of nugget today that, that may be able to help them on their journey. And if so, uh, mate, I'm very, very grateful for you having me here. So thank you very much, brother. Love you, man. Take care. See you all. Amplify Living, uh, right back at you. Another episode. Next time we are going to be here, next episode is with one of our coaches, our uh, parenting coaches. Now, this is the woman who coaches my wife and myself on how to take care of my kids and take care of ourselves at the same time. And you don't want to miss that one. Once again, you're going to get shane.anderson.biz. Is that right? Shaneanderson.biz. There you go. Awesome, brother. Be well. Thanks, See you all. Smooches to everyone. Thanks, dude. Cheers, brother. That was good. That was yeah, really good, I man. I appreciate it. Nah, man. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't watching the time, and I had a couple of like flop ups here with my setup still. I'm still learning this shit, but anyway, yeah. We, I'll grab yeah. this recording and I'll pull the audio off and get it posted. And and uh, once I get organized for some show notes, I'll add your little thing into that as well. Perfect, brother, mate. Do you have someone Always who does enjoy. It for you? 
Um, I, I do the stuff myself, but uh, I know Gary does use somebody. So I might, might want to reach out to him. He, he oh, no, really I have people, I, I have freelancers and stuff that I can use too. I was just curious yeah. whether or not you were using someone or doing it yourself. Nah, we, I've got, I do a lot of video editing here, so it doesn't take me too long. I've got a template. So um, we set, stick it in and get it done from there. Yeah, cool. Uh, All right, brother. brother one last yeah, thing. Yeah. Can I, can you send me a link for that, uh, that yoga video when you get an opportunity where that thing's going oh, yeah, 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 next yeah. Friday? Yeah. All yeah, right. Cool. Perfect. I did, you did ask me and I totally dropped the ball, but I'll send it to you when I get off the call. Thanks brother. Take care, okay, mate. Enjoy your day. Love you, man. See ya. Yeah.